Welcome to the Renal Diet Headquarters podcast with your host, Mathia Ford, CEO of Renal Diet Headquarters. This is our weekly talk about how you can succeed with a kidney diet. Brought to you by RenalDietHQ.com, a website whose mission is to be the most valued resource on kidney disease that people can use to improve their health. Hello, and welcome to the Renal Diet Headquarters podcast. We're on lucky number 13. This will be released on March 19th, 2014, and I'm your host, Mathia Ford, CEO of Renal Diet Headquarters. You can find the information that I talk about on this podcast at www.renaldiethq.com forward slash 013. So I hope you're having a great spring. We're having beautiful weather in Oklahoma now, although outside there's a wild and crazy dust storm blowing, but otherwise it was 70 degrees today, and so that'll be nice, and then it'll rain and ice and snow probably this weekend, but that's just what we get used to here in Oklahoma. I uh, had a good time in Las Vegas, and I want to thank you for your notes from the last podcast, and those of you who told me congratulations and thank you very much. I like to hear that. Today I'm going to talk about a couple of things. I'm going to kind of change my format a little bit. I want to start getting my format down a little better and what I'm going to do is at the beginning do my little um, chit chat and then I'm going to kind of give you the two or three things that I'm going to talk about so you know if you want to listen to this episode you know what I'm going where I'm going to, and then I'll go ahead and talk about those things, and then that'll be the end of the podcast. So we'll see what else changes. Obviously, it might be a little different if it's a um, interview, but for now, that's where we're going. So today, I'm going to talk about a couple things. Well, three things. Number one, I want to talk about the upcoming AAKP National Patient Meeting in Las Vegas. A little teaser there. And number two, I want to talk about an update on the caregiver guide that I've been talking about the last couple podcasts. I've been giving you a preview and I told you it was going to be ready at the end of March. So you're going to find out whether it's still going to be ready at the end of March or not and what special deal I'm doing. And number three, I'm going to talk about caregiver stress and how to keep yourself healthy. So I'm going to give you five tips and ideas on how to have a much better um, experience as a caregiver by dealing with your stress. So I want to go ahead and get started. Okay, first up, um, I am starting off talking about the AAKP National Patient Meeting. They just announced in the last few weeks, and it's going to be in Las Vegas from September 26th through the 28th um, at the Flamingo Hotel. And that's right across the street from Caesars Palace where I just was. And I stayed at the Flamingo and I think the Flamingo's an excellent hotel as well. And they have a little um, nice little restaurants out in front and it's right next to the area where they've kind of revitalized some of Las Vegas. So it's very nice. Um, I'm very excited. I'll be there with my husband and I'm going to hopefully get to speak and we're going to hopefully see about getting an exhibit. 
so we can show our information. And I would love the chance to meet you. And I would love the chance to speak. And I would love the chance, even if I don't get to speak, if you'll come by our booth and talk to us. And I'll let you know more about that as that time approaches. And I want to encourage you, if you can come, to try to make it because it's a great opportunity um, and it'll be very helpful to you regardless of your stage of kidney disease. They have information for people with chronic kidney disease, pre-dialysis. They have information about dialysis. They have information about kidney transplant. And it brings together the patients and the healthcare professionals. They they really do a good job with kind of meeting your needs and the hotel information, the hotel's not super expensive. Um, and travel, they have a little bit of a discount if you book like April 1st or something. I will have a link to the page in the show notes on my website. And so you can find out more about that and just go there and check it out. Okay. Number two, I want to give you an update on the caregiver guide that I've been talking about. I was so excited the other day because I thought, wow, I'm 90% done and I'm going to have this caregiver guide ready by the first week of, or the last week of March and I'm going to have it done. I'm so excited. You have no idea. I was so excited. (laughs) And then I asked my husband to look at it. And said, you know, look this over, tell me what you think, give me some ideas, a little bit changed, whatever. And he read through it, and he had some other ideas. And really what he wanted was for it to be a lot more. He thought I could do more, and I could be bigger. And I guess I was just thinking too small. (laughs) So it was a little bit of a kind of shock, but he really had great ideas, And I knew when he told them to me that we had to incorporate them because they truly were the right things to do. So it has really morphed into a little bit of a bigger project. I shouldn't say a little bit of a bigger project. It's a bigger project. And I am determined to keep it at $97 for a final price, which is what I wanted to do. But And I promised you listeners to give you at least 50% off. And... So that's about $47 from now until I complete it, which is scheduled now for tax day. So yes, it's going to be a little bit later. Um, I'm hoping if I can, it'll be done sooner. But I'm telling you basically from now until April 15th, you can get it April 15th, 2014. You can get it for $47. And I'm going to tell you about what's going to be in it because I know I've talked a little bit about like the aromatherapy guides and stuff like that in the past episodes, but what will it have? First of all, you're getting a physical copy. So it's going to have a caregiver guide, an explanation of chronic kidney disease and information about what it's like to be a caregiver and how to deal with it. So I've got several different resources that I'm bringing together and I've gotten information from other people and I've gotten feedback and I'm, I'm expanding this and what it's like to deal with, what it's like to be a caregiver for a person with kidney disease. Now, it's going to work for people regardless of whether they have kidney disease or not because it's going to be a lot about taking care of yourself, stress, relief, and all those things and kind of what a chronic illness 
feels like or what it what you go through as a caregiver, but it's targeted at chronic kidney disease. And then the second section will be like a story almost, a guide going through a caregiver process. So it's a story about a lady named Mrs. Murray, and it takes her journey from like stage three through to dialysis, and that's about 60 pages. So this whole thing altogether is going to be maybe 120 to 150 pages. But um, it's an intimate look at the options for people and how wonderful and at the same time stressful for both the patient and the caregiver, but it's it's just a real walkthrough. So you can read the front and it has a little bit of information about chronic kidney disease and it's going to go into some detail about different parts of chronic kidney disease. Um, but the second part is going to be kind of that walkthrough, like what happens in stage three, what happens in stage four, what sort of decisions are you making what sort of stressors do you have? What sort of things happen? What sort of resources might you be able to access? So I think that that makes it very valuable. And it's told as a story so that you can, it just makes it easier to read. Um, section number three, complementary therapies, complementary therapies and medicines. So I talked about this before about how aromatherapy and reflexology can help you cope and deal with pain management. You won't believe how much value this is going to add to your journey with chronic kidney disease as a caregiver because it really is going to make you able to do some small things. And yes, it's not an aspirin and it's not pain relief, but you'd be surprised at how easily these aromatherapies will make you feel. Have you ever gotten a walked outside and smelled the fresh air after a rainstorm and and known just how wonderful that feels? And then, or smelled my favorite smell is peony, and I'm sure there's got to be something calming in that. But it also is that it reminds me of my childhood and my grandmother. But just the scent of a rose can be calming, or lavender can be calming or doing certain things and how to how to apply the aromatherapy. Sometimes people think of aromatherapy almost like you put it in a little bowl and you heat, heat it like a scentsy container, but it's really not that. It's not the only thing you can do. You can do lots of other things to get some aromatherapy into your life and to the person that you're caring for. And then section number four is going to be worksheets and references. And it's going to be all the worksheets you'll need to keep track of the important data and milestones from your medicine that you're tracking to your mood <laughs> will have you covered. Um, information from signs of complications, exercise tracking, and an exercise guide, a sheet with links to videos, a sleeping and resting log, some volume measurements, what your care what do caregivers not know that they should know? What what do I ask the doctor? Um a CD with those worksheets on it. And that'll be in there. And so what you're gonna get is actually a three ring heavy binder that you can use as a reference. So easy to find the information that way as well. We are going to send you, you'll get the three ring binder 
and this package that's shrink-wrapped, and all you have to do is open up the three-ring binder, open up the shrink-wrap, and put it in there. But you will love it, and you'll be able to read it and open it and have those things. And, and we will have them at the caregiver conference, the AAKP national meeting. But if you want us to ship it to you now, um, you can order it, and you can go to www.renaldiethq.com forward slash go go forward slash caregiver c-a-r-e-g-i-v-e-r for more information now i won't be shipping them out of the country but you will have access to an online version and so um there will be a digital version that you can purchase if you're not in the united states the order button's there and you can buy now and like i said it'll be that price until april 15th so i'll remind you again before that Okay. Finally, we're getting to the third part in the meat and the potatoes of the podcast. So hope you didn't mind me doing a little bit of talking, but I'm really excited about the new um, caregiver guide. And once I got over being stressed and frustrated about my husband telling me we needed to change some things up, I realized how much better it was just going to make it hugely more valuable and worth so much more. So... I'm excited about that. Okay, the meat and the potatoes of the podcast. We're going to talk about caregiver stress. And obviously this month I've been focusing on talking about caregivers. Um, we're making this product for caregivers. But I, most of the people that I talk to when they order my product, the monthly meal plans, most of the people I talk to are the caregivers. And so I, I know that a lot of you out there listening to this are caregivers. And so I want you to know that I'm I care about that and I'm listening to you. And I want to give you five tips to improve your caregiving um, and reduce your stress. So number one, think about your own needs as well as those of the person you're caring for. It's hard to be strong all the time. Use breaks and something which I've been learning more about, which is called respite breaks or respite vacations as times to get relief. So what a respite break or a respite vacation is, is when you are able to get away from the caregiving responsibilities that you have and not kind of have that constant burden of making decisions, making sure that they're okay. And if it's a break, then that might be when you're able to, um, I'm going to talk later about getting some help or whatever, but use those breaks and think about your own needs as well, the person you're caring for. If you're not happy and you're not enjoying what you're doing, and you're not getting some joy out of it, the person that you're caring for is going to be um, not happy, not getting joy out of it either. And I know that's not probably what you intended. So use those breaks and, and think about your own needs and make sure you plan for that. It's okay to ask for a little help. Number two, journaling can be very helpful. Writing out your words is therapeutic. I, I think writing on a piece of paper is so therapeutic. And there's a little journal that you can have or a notebook or whatever. If you like to type online, there's a website called 750words.com. That's 750words.com that you can go to. And it'll you can type in there every day. And the goal is to type 750 words. And you just write First thing in the morning, whatever comes to your mind, but you can do the same thing with sheets of paper. And it 
it may keep you from feeling like I think it's therapeutic and it releases and it keeps you from feeling like you're bottling things up inside and going to explode. You can, you can be upset on your piece of paper or on your, on your website, on the website and nobody has to see that. And you can just get it out and talk it out. And what I find is just getting it out, saying it on the paper, saying it in the words helps me to work through what I want to do next. You might want to seek out a support group, whether it's online or locally, if you feel like you need to get some help. You'd be amazed. There are so many other people going through similar, if not exactly the same experience as you, and they're willing to help because they may be a little further along in the journey. And so I want you to not forget that they're out there and that they can give you help. And I have a caregiver group online on um, Facebook that you can Google or you can search for on Facebook. You can search for caregivers for chronic kidney disease. And I'll also put a link in the show notes um, for you to see where you can go log on and link up to our, our caregiver support group. Okay. Number three, don't lose touch with the things that you love. Now I know that you can get so involved in caring for something. My, for someone, my daughter, when she was born, she was a preemie and she was in the hospital for nine weeks, nine and a half weeks. And you can get so involved in that being your mission that you can forget to do some things that you really enjoy and relieve that stress. And I want you to make sure that you're still doing things like checking out some library books to read about some new things. Even if you don't get to go to a journey to maybe you wanted to go to the Grand Canyon, check out a book about it and read about it and learn a little bit more about it or learn a new craft. But stimulate your mind so you're not constantly just thinking about what you're doing. And one thing that I think is very good is (laughs) your cooking will change. You're going to have to cook a little different food, whether it's for you and your person that you're caring for, if that's your spouse, or if you're a daughter or a son and you're caring for a parent and you all of a sudden need to make different food for them versus your teenage sons who eat everything in the house, then your cooking will change. So find a book or some recipes online and see if there are ways that you can change them based on what you've learned so you can make some old favorites in a new way. And in one of the podcasts in the future, I will talk about ways to adjust recipes. I think that's in about a month or so. I've got it planned to talk about ways to adjust your recipes. But, you know, if you're trying to lower salt, get a low salt cookbook and start looking through there and finding some old favorites and making some special meals. But learn a little more about what you're doing. It it helps you to feel like you have control and you can do this and you can. Talk number four, talk to your patient's doctor about additional support opportunities or options or call the insurance company and just ask about the medical benefits like home health. A lot of times we don't realize and we don't ask and the doctor doesn't offer. So you can ask, you can say, you know, I'm having a little bit harder time. I can't 
be without, you know, I can't leave them alone and I need to be able to go to the grocery store or whatever. Is there opportunity or can somebody come out and help with bathing or anything like that? You know, if you need some help or if they need shots and, you know, it's a lot for you, you have a lot to take care of, just ask. They, all they can say, the worst they can say is they don't think that they have any options or that, you know, you need to go find something on your own. At least you asked and you know the answer. And they can tell you at what point that you would be eligible maybe for that care. But the other thing you can do is to consider hiring some help on your own. Um, there's a website like care.com, which is C-A-R-E.com, where you can find people who are skilled at helping with those types of issues. I mean, there's, there's CNAs on there, there's babysitters on there, there's nannies on there, there's housekeepers on there. So, hey, if you're so, if you're tired and you're having a hard time and trying to keep up and you find it's all you can do to take care of the person that you have responsibility for and, and that you're the one that needs to do that, you might consider hiring a housekeeper to come into the house and do some of the housekeeping responsibilities, mopping the floor, sweeping, you know, changing the beds, all that stuff, and just help take some of that burden off of you so you don't have to do it and dusting and all that stuff. And believe me, I love having a housekeeper and it's a big stress relief. And once you, you know, if you can afford it and can do it, you can talk to them and see how much it costs for them to come out and what kind of different things they can do to help you. But care.com does have some specialized people and you may look into it and just see what options you have. Okay. Number five, if you start to see signs of stress, which would be things like anxiety or depression or trouble sleeping, loss of interest in the things you love, or worrying excessively, or even growing sort of a feeling of growing resentment towards your loved one, which is a sign of caregiver burnout, make sure you're getting help. And when I say help, I mean relief, stress relief, go get away from the situation and take a little break. Talk to a family member and or a friend who can be that quick relief. And if you find yourself just, it's too much today, it's too much, it's been building up and, and you haven't done those things to get relief, what I recommend is that you talk to them ahead of time and say, hey, let's set up a code word. And if I call you and I say that, then you know, hey, I need your help and, and this is really important. And that can help you because you probably in that moment may not want your caregiver, the person you're caring for to know that you're struggling, but you need to get some relief. And so if that person can know that code word and come over and say, hey, what's going on? And just be there and be that buffer and, and maybe even allow you to leave for a little bit then that way you can do that. So see if you can find a friend or a family member who can do that for you, who can help you. I'm sure you probably do have a lot of um, people that may want to help or may offer to help a church member, whatever. You got to ask. You don't, you only get what you ask for. So um, 
that's what I wanted to talk about today. And I appreciate you listening this week. Thank you for listening today. Um, I hope you'll head on over to our site. All the links that I talked about today and the information is there at www.renaldiethq.com forward slash 013. And we're again on lucky number 13. So next week's number 14. And I um, don't have a topic for next week, but I'm thinking it's going to be about caregivers. So I want you to have a great week and I will see you on the next podcast. Bye-bye. You've been listening to the Renal Diet Headquarters podcast. Head on over to the website at www.renaldiethq.com slash go slash email to sign up for our email list and get exciting updates every week on what is happening. Thanks, and we will talk to you again next week.